do have a high tech. I have gone high tech. I'm ready, Jonathan. Um, but it's going to be very brief, a high, brief high tech. I just want you all to read this, and this is all going to go somewhere. Um, there we go. I really wanted to be able to do this button thing, so I really like that. Okay. So if you all can read that, it says, for law enforcement purposes only, the Patriot Act passed by Congress in 2001 required all motor vehicles built domestically or imported into the United States after 2004 be equipped with an anti-terrorism tracking technology through the vehicle's ECM. The AT, which is the anti-terrorism tracking technology program, will be a tool for U.S. intelligence agencies and all U.S. federal, state, and local law enforcement agencies. A AAAT program will track any motor vehicle manufactured after 2004 in real time through GPS satellites. Federal agencies will be granted access worldwide. State and local agencies' access will be limited to the United States and its territories. State and local agencies will utilize the program by entering a VIN or license plate into the agency's traditional method of checking a vehicle registration when checking the AT box, the vehicle's location, speed, and direction of travel will be displayed on the screen. This data will be real-time data. No court order or subpoena is required under an emergency need clause. The FBI will maintain a database within, with 90 days tracking history of all vehicles if requested for information or if requested for investigation needs the Bureau will maintain a longer tracking history. This information will require a court order or subpoena. Local and state law enforcement agencies should limit the use of the AT program to felony or serious misdemeanor crimes. That's kind of concerning, isn't it? Okay. And actually, I talked about this several years ago. Um, and then this next one is this. The Earth is 4.543 billion years old, right? Now, I know you're all thinking, what is he getting into here? So let's look at both of them. What do you all think these two things have in common? Anybody have any idea? Exactly right. Both of them are not true. I made this one up. Um... And somebody else made this one up, okay? But it's, it, there's an importance to it uh, because this is possible. Everything in here could, have ha could happen. It could be done, technologically speaking, I think. And God could have made the earth 4.543 million billion years ago if he wanted to. But this didn't happen, and neither did that. And that's the end of my PowerPoint thing. So, sorry, that's all I could do. But I did get to use the laser. Okay, so what, where am all, where's all this going? So, did y'all see any similarities between those two things? In the, in the, like I said, there's, there's believability about each of them, okay? When, when something on there says, for law enforcement purposes only, right away, they, oh, this is kind of a secret I'm getting in on, right? And it kind of gives it credibility. And then you throw the Patriot Act in, which the Patriot Act is real. There was a law called the Patriot Act, and it does involve surveillance. And for all I know, everything in may be happening. Or maybe now that I've said it, it's going to start happening. Maybe I gave him an idea. I don't know. 
but it gives it credibility. So what about the 5.43 billion years? We're we right. We weren't there when it was created. Also, what, what's, what's the, what's the 0.543? So that's 500,443,000,000 years. Is that right? Does that come out right? I don't know, but the but po the point is the point is the point. Point five four three. They don't know how old. Scientists don't know scientifically how old the Earth is, so they throw a number out. Whether it's five billion, one billion, ten billion, twenty billion, it's a number. But when you put something on there, point five four three, all of a sudden the number sounds credible. It's like if I measure, if I how long is this thing is two is two feet wide? Okay, how wide is that? This is 26.3 inches wide. Whoa. It's, he measured it. It gives it credibility, but it doesn't make it true. Okay? So what I want to talk about, like I told Terry, is scripture um, in the culture. So what we have, uh, the definition of culture, what I looked up is a, a civilization, society, way of life, lifestyle, customs, traditions, heritage, habits, ways, values, beliefs. And then, of course, inside of our culture, we have a lot of subcultures. And there's nothing wrong with culture. Uh, and then we have science. And science is intellectual and practical activity encompassing the systematic study of the structure and behavior of the physical and natural world. By the way, I'm not going to tell you anything else that's not. I'm not going to make anything else up, okay, like I did earlier. Okay, But I never said that was true either. I just put it on there. Okay, that is, that is a legitimate definition of science. And biblical truth, and I just kind of made this up, I think, um, is arriving at truths in all areas based on the infallible word of God. Okay, there's probably other definitions of that, but that's certainly a definition. The concern, I think, or the concern we're having now in our world is culture becomes science, a false science, because there's nothing wrong with science. The problem is is when science isn't science. And false science becomes culture. An example of that is global warming. Okay? Uh, another one, every year in the police department, when I worked there, they probably did it after I left, um, at New Year's Eve, they had the police department spokesman get on her TV and the radio and say, don't shoot a gun in the air. Because if you shoot, when the bullet goes up, it comes down just as fast as it goes up, right? And I wondered, is that true? So I, my dad is an engineer, and I asked him. He said, no, it's not true. Because the bullet goes out under the propulsion of the lead, right? It reaches a point in the air, and then it stops, and then gravity brings it down. So it may come down slower. It may come down faster. But it's very unlikely it's going to come down at the same speed. Either way, it'll kill you, so it's not a good thing to do. But the point is, it's not true. Um, another thing I had a guy tell me this years ago, when I was a kid, I mean, they, you know, sinks used to be round, and they told us that water drained, I forget which way, clockwise or counterclockwise on this side of the equator, and then on the other side of the equator, it drained the opposite way. And sinks aren't round anymore, so they probably don't teach that, but... Yeah. 
Oh, so that's what it is, the direction of your hemisphere? Well, this is what he told me, and I don't know. I wasn't with him. But he said he went to the other side of the equator, and it's not true. He said it drains whichever way it drains. So he said if they lied to us about that, what else have they lied to us about? Whether it's true or not, I don't know. Um, another one that I've seen in my work was a very common one was Miranda rights. Everybody knows what Miranda rights are. If you watched One Adam 12, which I grew up watching One Adam 12 and Police Story, and as soon as they arrest the guy, sometimes while they're in the middle of the fight, they're reading him his rights. Well, we didn't read people the rights most of the time when we arrested them because it, it was a legal thing. Unless you're going to question them about the offense, you don't read them the rights. Um, if you do read them the rights, it invokes certain legal things that you don't want invoked. You want the detectives to be able to question them. It's a big, but the point is everybody expected the rights to be read to them. So I would arrest somebody. Usually the most common ones were DWI because that's your, quote, good people get arrested for drunk driving, not, not your, uh, your, reg your regular criminals know how things work. But the people that watched one out of 12 are the ones that would say this. And many, many, and it wasn't just me, other officers, you would book them into the jail and they'd say, I'm going to get off on this. Why? You forgot to read me my rights. And we said, no, we don't have to read your rights. And then, oh, yes, you do. I mean, they're just, but they're, they were wrong. But the point is, it's, it's something the culture, uh, our culture and our country has accepted. Does anybody else have an example of something that might be uh, maybe in your work, related to your work or something you can think of that's a, that's a cultural thing that we believe to be true? Because everyone tells us it is, but it really isn't. Say electrocution by death. So when you're shocked, you're not electrocuted. My dad always says that. Like, okay. It's not you don't die. You might be shocked really hard, but you're not electrocuted. So electrocuted doesn't mean you die. It means you die. Oh, electrocuted does mean you die. Shock, okay. Shocked to death. So execution, electrocution. You okay. Die. Okay. <laughs> Okay, see, that's a good one. So I would have thought, say, if I got shocked, I just got electrocuted. No, if you're electrocuted, you're dead. So if, if you got shocked, you got shocked. So anybody else think of one? I mean, there's a whole bunch of them, a um, bunch of things. Um, okay, looks like we'll get done early then. So I'm just kidding. Another one, the flat earth, okay? People thought the earth was flat at one time. And there's still people that think the earth is flat today. Uh, you know, some people don't believe we went to the moon. Um, and I mean, do we really know that we did? We probably did, but some people think it was all done in a movie theater. Uh, personally, I don't think they could cover something up that big and get away with it. But, um, another one is separation of church and state. Okay. People believe a lot of people believe, even a lot of Christians believe that the way our country was structured, the state could have no, nothing to do with, uh, Religion could not be taught in our schools, but that isn't the way our country started. They were teaching religion in our schools. Even as late as the 1940s or 50s in Dallas, ISD, they would give you credit for time spent in the Word. So you could go to Sunday school and you had to take a test and they, you had to memorize so much. It was very structured. You had to memorize so much scripture and you had to take a test on it and you had to be able to write a paper on it and you would get school credit for it. And do you think you could do that today? Pardon? Yeah. So, and Glenn, Glenn was, are you familiar with it? Oh, when you, did you grow up in Dallas? 
Okay. Oh, he just studied at the, the Bible class in Dallas. Okay. Yeah. And then another one is abortion rights. Okay. Which there's no such thing. Okay. But you think about it, when abortion became legalized by the Supreme Court many years ago, um, it was very unusual for someone to get an abortion. It was culturally unaccepted. Well, after the government said it's legal, and in a lot of people's minds, it made it right or okay. And then we got to where we are now or where we have been, where it's now people believe accounts because the Supreme Court has overturned it, there's people that really believe that our constitutional right has been taken away from them. But abortion was never a constitutional right, and abortion, by making it culturally acceptable, it caused a whole lot more abortions to ever occur. Um, and I think there's been a swing in the other way with that, with the sonograms and all these things where people are beginning to see that there's really a baby there, which has made it somewhat less culturally accepted. Another one is uh, sodomites. Okay. I read a book by this guy that was the assistant police chief in Los Angeles um, in the, in, in back in the seventies. And he was a believer in his, the, the city was considering whether or not they want, the city council wanted them to start hiring sodomites because at the time it didn't happen. It didn't happen even when I was hired in Houston. So his job was to investigate, should we hire these people? So he started investigating, and he looked into the American Psychiatric Association. They had classified it as a mental disorder, but they changed it from a mental disorder to something less than a mental disorder. I don't remember what it was. Um, so his question was, why did they change it? Where's the science? What changed? Scientifically, what happened to cause these doctors and uh, to make this change? And he looked into it, and guess what it was? Anybody have any idea? Demonstrations. They, ha they have a convention every year, and they were being demonstrated against by the sodomites at their conventions. It was making their conventions uncomfortable, so they said, new science, it's no longer a mental disorder. He also looked into the number 10%. There was a number given of 10% of the population were, quote, born sodomites. He said, where did that number come from? Well, he found out it came out of the thin air. They said, okay, if we say more than 10%, people are not going to believe it because people know people. If we say too much less than 10%, we're going to become insignificant and they won't listen to us. So 10% was a good sounding number. The only problem is there was nothing, no science to it. It was, it was just created. The actual true number is less than 1%. Um, anyway, he recommended against hiring him and obviously it was overruled later. 1990s, Clinton passed our, this don't ask, don't tell in the military. Okay that continued on the culture shift that we experienced with that. And up to the point, other things happened, but up to the point of the Supreme Court decision the last couple of years having to do with marriage, that made it even more culturally accepted. Um, and then today you have the LG alphabet community thing, and that's becoming culturally accepted. Back. 20 years ago, the 
regular sodomite community didn't even accept the LG alphabet community. Okay, they, they were like, we want nothing to do with these. And if you don't understand what I'm talking about, don't try to figure it out. You're blessed, okay? I'm trying to be vague in some of that because there's not things we need to know. Because the more we know, the more we become accepted of it. Okay, so the point is that's becoming culturally accepted. Not, not necessarily by believers in as a whole, but what the world accepts, believers begin to accept. There's a lot of believers that felt like abortion was okay because their government told them it was okay in their schools. Most of y'all are homeschooled, but if you go to school, you've got a real problem with a lot of this. Okay, going back to the LG thing, uh, what does the Bible say? This is where we got to go back to the biblical view. In Matthew 19, Christ said in verse 4, And he answered and said unto them, Have ye not read that which made them at the beginning, made them male and female? So clothing, makeup, and mutilation doesn't change who you are. God made you male and female. That's never going to change. Now you're probably wondering, where is all this going? Okay, what I'm trying to prove the point of or show the point of is that the Christian culture is under attack. It's been under attack for a long time. But the most serious attack against our culture has been much more subtle. And these were subtle. This whole sodomite thing was very subtle. Don't ask, don't tell with the military was just a very subtle way to get us where we are today. Um, and the attack, the, the worst attack that we're experiencing is at the foundation of the Word of God. Um, and I, I believe that's the most serious cultural attack. And what we're talking about is... Um, is the first chapter of the Bible, and I'll go ahead and read it. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And God saw the light, and that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. Remember that evening and morning were the first day. And God said, let there be a ferment in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the ferment firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament, firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. And God called the firmament heaven and the evening and morning were the second day. And verse 9, and God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear, and it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters he called seas, and God saw it was good. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass and herb, yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after its kind, whose seed is itself upon the earth, and it was so. And the earth was brought, and the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after its kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And again, and the evening and the morning were the third day. Verse 14, and God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven and divide it and divide the day from the night and let them be for signs 
for the seasons and for the days and years. Now, I wondered about this, that signs for the seasons, for the days and the years, and I don't know if this is what it's saying, but it made me think about how the earth revolves one time, right, in 24 hours. That's one day. And then the earth revolves around the sun, is that right? One time for a year. And that's, that's, God, that's using the light that God put in the sun. is certainly the light he put in there. And God was defining a day and he's defining a year, it seems to me. But verse, fifth, verse uh, 15, And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also, and God gave them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. And God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly moving creatures that have life and fall that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created great whales and every living creature that moveth which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let the fowl multiply in the earth. And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. And God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures after his kind, cattle and creeping things, and the beast of the earth after his kind. And it was so. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind, and the cattle after their kind, and every living thing that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw it was good. And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have domination, dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. And God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in which is the fruit of the tree yielding seed to you, it shall be for meat. And in every beast of the earth, and every fowl of the air, and in every thing that creepeth upon the earth wherein there is life, I have given every green herb for meat, and it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Okay, so what do we got? We notice he, in those verses he says there was a day, right? And he numbered the day, one through six. And then he also said there was an evening and a morning to each one of those days. So how much more clear could God have made it that he created the earth, the world, in a six-hour, a six-day, six 24-hour six days? It seems like he, went, he really went through a lot of, I won't say trouble, but it seems like he was working to make it very clear, okay? But there's a lot of people that don't believe that's the truth. 
A lot of believers don't believe that God created the world in six literal days. And it's a problem because if that's your foundation of everything else in the Bible, if you're going to a public school and you're being taught that the but we came from a strike of lightning a billion years ago. That lightning bolt struck a puddle of water and a, something formed and, and eventually man came about. If you believe that, and if that's what you're taught, if that's all you're taught, why wouldn't you believe it? Um, it becomes a problem when someone tries to give you the gospel or when you go to church on Sunday and, and, your, and your church is telling you something different. There's a conflict there and it's a big problem. And what some people will say is, well, what is the meaning? What does the word day mean? Because sometimes in the Bible, or we'll even speak it, we'll say in the day of my father. I might say, in my father's day, they did this. And they'll say, so it doesn't mean a day. Although it was numbered, it was stated, and it said evening and morning. Or I might tell my kids, in my day, I walked to school five miles, both uphill and downhill in the snow. And then I would say, and the evening and the morning. Okay, that wouldn't make any sense, would it? The even, throwing the evening and the morning in there doesn't make any sense. Well, it doesn't make any sense because that's not the way that word is being used in, in, in the uh, early chapters of early verses of Genesis. In Exodus 20.11, For in six days God made the heaven and the earth, the sea and all of them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and, and hallowed it. Okay, so like I said, this is this is, we're talking about the foundation of of of, of the uh, of the Bible, and it's it's under attack, and it's under attack severely, um, and it's not under attack just from without the church; it's under attack from within the church. Um, in the beginning, uh, God says who He is and what He did. That, that's where his authority comes from. He created the, the heavens and the earth. So that, that's what makes God God, because nobody else did that. And that's being attacked. And it gives us a, a, diff, a, a, diff, uh, a disbelief of the very beginning of the Bible, which how would, you find, how would you be able to believe the rest of it? How does, much more difficult does it take when, make it when you're trying to uh, share the gospel with somebody and they... And you, and they, they scientifically believe that the earth is billions of years old. I had a friend of mine who uh, told me he had a hard time getting saved, accepting the gospel because of evolution. And that's what all these things go back to is evolution. That's why the earth has to be scientifically billions of years old because evolution doesn't work in 6,000 years. It doesn't work in billions of years either. But they can't even make it falsely work in thousands of years. Um, but he, he went to public schools and he said he had a hard time. And finally he got past that. The problem is it's not limited to the, to the uh, world. Um, there's a lot of church believers, and I heard a guy, well, Ken Ham, y'all heard of Ken Ham, right? He talks about this a lot. Um, he says that most church believers don't teach the six days of creation. And he said that most, most of the uh, seminaries and that religious leaders in churches, Christian churches, don't even believe in the six days of creation. He speaks at churches around the country about six days of creation, and he said he argues with the pastors, or the pastors argue with him about how old, and they say, well, carbon dating says the earth is this old, and, and 
and I'm not going to get into the science of it because I'm not smart enough. Yes, sir. Yes. And the thousand years as one day. They use that to justify that yes, six millions of years. You're right, you're right. And I've actually got that in here, but and it, but what what does that really say? Go ahead. Well let me let me read it because I've got it right here because I don't think they can hear you. But I don't remember where I have it. You got you got ahead of me. Which isn't hard to do, but I don't remember where it's at in here, but can you go ahead and say it again, Glenn? Well, you know what? Don't worry about it. I'll get to it when I get to it. Because it's in here if I get to it. But you're right. They, they do say that. That's, that's, a big, that's a big thing that they say. And, um, and it's, that's not what that verse is saying. Okay, so let's look at uh, Jonah uh, 1, verse 17. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish for 3,000 years and 3,000 nights. 3,000 years. Well, whatever. No, it's three days, right? Not 3,000 years. Joshua 6, and ye shall compass the city, all ye men of war. Go around about the city once, and thou shalt do six days. Okay? Not 6,000 years. I mean, if it was 6,000 years, no wonder the wall fell down. Okay? It was, it was I mean, actually, it was 7,000 years old, right? And look about them poor people marched around the wall for 7,000 years. Uh, no, the wall wasn't 7,000 years. Nobody says that a day is a thousand years or a million years in any other area except for that. And here it is. Here it is, Glenn. And actually, it's in Second Peter verse 3 is where I got it. Second um, Peter verse three, chapter 3, verse 8. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. Okay? And that's where they try to Believers try to bring this false science or culture into the Bible. But is that really what it's saying? Okay, if it is, it's also saying the opposite, right? But it sounds to me like what it's saying is God operates outside of time. Because it's saying time is irrelevant to God. But even if you're going to go with this verse and say, okay, it did take him 6,000 years to create the universe, we're still billions of years short. Because it doesn't say... One day with the Lord is billions of years. So you're right. That, that's what they say. And that's because they're trying to fit science, a false science, into the, into the Bible. And it doesn't fit. Um, okay, so the, the idea of saying, uh, attacking the six days of creation is not to say that God didn't, couldn't create the earth or the world in six days. It goes back to evolution. They want, they want evolution to be what we believe. And there's people that, but there's Christians that believe that we evolved, that we evolved, that God used evolution to create man. But that's not what the Bible teaches. 
And if you start off misbelieving one part, where do you end up? Okay. What you'll be told, the culture is so strong in this area, is that you need to follow the science. We've heard that before, right? And they did. When the earth was, they thought the earth was flat, they followed the science of the day. But in Job 26, it said, He stretched out north over the empty space and hangeth the earth upon nothing. Or in Isaiah 40, it says, It is he that sitteth upon the circle of the earth and the inhabitants thereof. And then it goes on. It calls the earth a circle. So the science of the day said it was flat. Scripture said it was round. I've never seen a flat circle. Well, I guess you turn it one way. But um, So eventually, science caught up with Scripture. And science, follow the science. Wear, don't wear a mask. Do wear a mask. Wear one mask. Wear two masks. Wear three masks. Get a shot. Get a booster. Science is science. But when people give their opinion and claim it to be science, it's not science. And that's the problem. I don't know what the science is on the mask and COVID. All I know is it can't be everything that they're saying because they're completely contradicting each other. So why do believers, especially, especially church leaders and pastors and, and, um, and, and these seminaries, why do they not want to proclaim the six days of creation? What is it they're worried about? I think it comes down to the pride. They, they want to appear educated. If you, sim if you say, well, I believe simply what the scripture says, that God spoke the world into his existence, that doesn't sound very intellectually intriguing as to say that the earth evolved over billions of years and all these processes they go on. So you almost sound kind of old-fashioned or ignorant, but that is what the scripture says. I've only touched on a couple of areas where culture conflicts with God's world. word. The church is being drawn into areas of cultural acceptance. There's others, and I have not mentioned, but it's a dangerous road. My whole point is, number one, the we've got to believe in the six days of creation. We can't move on that. We can't let that go and say, we'll just let that one go and we'll concentrate on the gospel, on the cross, because the cross is built on the script six days of creation. If you, get, if you lose one, you're going to lose the other eventually. And we can have differences in doctrinal beliefs. And those differences should be discussed and they should be settled, but they should be discussed and settled upon Scripture, not upon worldview or cultural views. Colossians 2 warns, Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy, vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, not after Christ. Now, looked up, looked up the word rudiments in its basic principles, basic foundation, fundamentals, elements, essentials, first principles, beginning foundations. In, and then the informal definition is nuts and bolts are the ABCs. So what this verse is saying is the rudiments of the world. Not after Christ. This is not Christ. These are not Christ's basic principles, basic foundations. Those are found in Scripture, not in the world. Uh, Matthew 15. Then Christ came to the scribes and the Pharisees, which were of Jerusalem, saying, Why do thy disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? 
for they wash not their hands when they eat bread? But he answered and said unto them, Why do ye also transgress the commandment of God by your tradition? Okay, and then you go on down to verse 6. And honor not your father and mother, he shall be free. Thus ye made the commandments of God of no effect by your tradition. So the Pharisees and the scribes of the day were putting their traditions above the word of God. And it's happening today too. Um, okay, we're also instructed to always be prepared to give an answer. And I'm not prepared. Hold on a second. <laughs> No, I guess I was. I guess I was. I'm sorry. So, no, I'm looking for the verse I just read about the rudiments. I, is that how you say it? Rudiments? Okay, I think that's a very, very important uh, scripture. I mean, they're all important, but it's very important to culturally that we look at that. Um, 1 Peter 3, But if we say we suffer for righteous' sake, happy are we. Be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer for every man that asks you a reason, your you a reason of the hope in you in the meekness and fear. Okay. I think that we can also be prepared to give an answer for anything that we believe uh, scripturally. Now the answer may be that the only answer I can give you is God said he created the world in six days, and that's my answer. Uh, maybe that's the only answer you can come up with because you, we can't never we can never scientifically well there is science that proves it but that's all way over my head so but our answers need to come from scripture not from the world from science from culture from traditions from beliefs um, when there's a conflict in scripture versus culture or science we need to go back to scripture for the answer if the conflict is not resolved then we need to understand that the problem is not with Scripture. It's with the culture or the science. The culture trap is an easy one to fall into, and I think we fall into it in a lot of different ways. Um, but the answer is found only in Scripture. It's not found in traditions. It's not found in beliefs. It's not found because, for one thing, Scripture is worldwide. It's everywhere. Cultures are different everywhere. So you're not going to, the culturally things, culturally things won't be the same. I mean, the, the Pharisees were upset with Christ because the disciples washed their hands or didn't wash their hands. Okay? Could you imagine if you had an opportunity to talk to Christ and that's something you'd bring up to him? Um, but it's good that he did because that gave us the opportunity to show the point that we're not about tradition, we're not about culture, we're about God's word. And that's where our Belief needs to start, and that's where it needs to end. And if science is telling you something different, I can only tell you this much. One day, science will be proven by Scripture, or science will prove Scripture. Scripture will prove science. What I'm trying to say is, one day, those same scientists are going to stand before God, and, and all of these 
things that they've made up or whatever things we're being told are going to be proven wrong. And it's going to be a sad day for a lot of people. But our faith rests here. So, and they're almost perfectly on time. I skipped a few things, but let's go ahead and pray. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just uh, thank you for this day, Lord, and just uh, thank you for this opportunity to, to speak, Lord. And I do pray for our, our country, Lord. I pray for our, 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 the Christian culture, Lord. I pray for the leaders in our churches and our seminaries, Lord, that, that they will um, not be influenced by what science, false science teaches or what the culture and the pressures of the world, world, Lord, but that they will, that they will find the, their beliefs entirely in Scripture, Lord. Even though it may seem not as exciting to some, Lord, it certainly is exciting. And I just pray, Lord, that um, that we can return to that and return to the foundation of Your Word, Lord, that will allow people to believe uh, believe everything in the Bible, Lord, and believe that. Your son came and died on the sin, died on the cross for their sins and for my sins, Lord. Just thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.